Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Happy Thursday. It's a holiday Monday. It's a short week. Uh, and and if you're like, like me, you're just getting five days of work into four days, so it's these short weeks seem like longer than usual. Uh, I mean, especially for me being a business owner. So. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the hobby. So let's get to it. Um, one thing I refer to a lot here on the podcast uh, is the business plan, right? And I'm doing little air quotes when I say the business plan. Uh, and over two seasons, uh, I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of listeners like asking questions, you know, what's the plan or how do I make money doing this? Or it would be great if you could, you know, do an episode, just talk about, you know, how do you profit from the hobby? How do you, how do you, how are you able to buy PC cards and doing what, you, what you're doing? Um, you know, how, how, how do you sell, how are you, how are you? selling cards under comps and still profiting from it just all kinds of questions like that you know and how uh you know how does it affect my business plan you know when things are changing all the time um and i figured this would be a great time just to kind of talk about it um and i've always commented that you know i'm not always successful you know, it's, it's always been a plan in progress. Uh, and as I start and I want to talk about this, I just want to really put it out there. One size does not fit all right. You know, and, and I really felt like these are the kinds of things that I would tell people, you know, when they, when they, you know, ask me these questions, because it's really hard to answer. Because as a person, you know, I'm doing this podcast every week. I could go out and say, oh, this is the most successful thing I did. And then other people do it and it's not successful. And then they get mad at me. Right. So, you know, I've always said, look, one size doesn't fit all. You really need to, you know, figure out your lane in the hobby and what works for you. And I know people really think like I've just dodged the question. Um, but in reality, it's just a plan in progress. It, you know, it's like anything else you do in life, right? You say, I, I set out to do something and then you get started and you go off and do it. And if it works, you know, you're going to find parts of it that doesn't work and you're going to keep, you know, tweaking and tweaking and fine tuning. Uh, and, and especially if you really love what you're doing, right? If you love what you're doing, you're going to figure out a way to make it successful. Um, and everyone's plan is different. You know, I don't care who you are in this hobby, in life, in anything, in any business. Uh, if you said you created a single plan and you stayed with it, you're wrong. Uh, it, it just doesn't work out that way. 
but you need to start somewhere, right? Every, every great thing, no matter what people do, no matter what you want to do in life. I mean, if you want to do it, you need to start somewhere. Uh, and you have to know there's going to be failures and there's going to be setbacks in anything you do. I'm talking about the hobby, but you know, this is everything, you, you know, it's how you respond to those failures and those setbacks determines the path, you know, of you, of your business plan, of your, you know, being in the hobby, being in anything. It's, it's how you respond to that. Um, this hobby isn't any different than anything else you do in life, right? And I think, you know, it being a hobby, you just need to love being part of the hobby. Uh, you need to want to be a part of it. You need to want to be here. And I think just that, just wanting to be here, being a part of this allows you um, to kind of keep figuring things out. Like I said, fine tune, tweak things. But the important factor is that you want to be here. It's for the love of the hobby. It's for the love of the cards. It's 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 where you want to be. Because if you're here, if you showed up and say, I'm just here to make money, right? What happens if you don't make money, if you lose money? And I'm going to talk a little bit later about how I figured out how to make money. And, and it can't be done in, in, in a day, in a week, in a month. It just can't be done. So if you jump into the hobby and you lose money right away, you're going to be on to the next thing because you're going to figure out, you know, jumping in, you're not going to get rich. You're not going to make a ton of money. Um, and no matter how good your business plan is, it needs to keep changing. It needs to continuously change. It needs to roll with the punches of the hobby. And I've seen time and time again in the hobby, you know, people jump in and they're going 110% buying all these cars or doing all this stuff. And, and then all of a sudden you don't see the guy. I'm like, yo, what happened? Where did, nah, no, he's all done. He cashed out, went off and did something else. Why? Because it wasn't profitable in a week, in two weeks, in a month. They weren't making a killing on it because people heard, oh, you can come in the hobby, you know, in 2021, 2022, you could make a fortune in the hobby. So people all came running in to make money. And when they realized they couldn't make money, you know, some people stayed, but a lot of people left that were here just for the money. Um, and the people who stayed, they figured out what suited them best, right? Uh, how to buy, how to sell, how to trade your way into your PC cards, because that's really what most of us, if you talk to most people in this hobby, they say a lot of what they do is just to build their own PC. I mean, they're not here paying mortgages. I mean, some people probably are, but most people I know are not paying mortgages. They're not paying car payments. They're not paying student loans, right? They're out here. They're doing this because they, you know, they love doing this because for the amount of time I put into this, if I said I was being paid by the hour, I think I'd be negative, right? The amount of time I put in this. I put this time in because I really enjoy what I'm doing. I love the hobby. I love the people. Um, and I figured out a way, right, to buy, sell, and trade my way into, into my PC cards. And I've learned that doing things on my own, but talking to so many other people too. I mean, just being part of this hobby, you really start talking to people and you figure out, you know, what worked for them and what worked for them may not work for you, but you may be able to fine tune some of that or use pieces of that to make it work for you. Um, but along the way, you know, learning from the failures 
and the successes, because it's not going to be all failures. You're going to do things. You'd be like, oh, wow, this really worked. <laughs> and, and you get excited about it. And then you do something else that doesn't work. You're like, damn, you know, that didn't work. I need to, I need to not do that or fine tune that or, or, you know, change that. Um, you know, being who I am and what I'm good at, you know, I'm able to identify mistakes quickly. Like if I make a mistake, if I've done something, I probably shouldn't have, or I bought a card that I shouldn't have, or I overpaid for a card that I realized, oh, this, this, this may have been a mistake. You know what? And we've all been there. You've made a deal and you get excited and you take it and you go home and you start thinking about it and you start saying, oh my God, did I overpay for this? Was it this? Was it the right card? Should I have done that? And, and if I identify it was a, a mistake, you know, I'm able to look ahead. I'm able to say, okay, so, okay, I made a mistake. So let's put a plan together um, so I can minimize my losses, right? Um, I'm either, you know, selling the card for a loss and using that money to buy into a, a card, you know, that I think has greater potential to rise in value down the road, right? Just kind of, in a, you know, I'll sell this card now. I'll take a bit of a loss. I'll buy this card that I feel I'm getting at the comp I'm getting it at that maybe two months, three months, four months that it may go up in price 30%, 50% may double, you know, um, or use the card in a trade. You know, if I thought this card was great or I want this card, other people are going to think the same way. Maybe I'll use the card in a trade to get a deal done for a bigger, better card that, you know, I wanted to get, but you know, it's, if I'm out there, if I go out there and make the deal, um, I probably don't know immediately, you know, like if I shouldn't, should have, or shouldn't, you know, it usually takes a week, two weeks, a month before you're like, oh man, that was a mistake or I shouldn't have done that. Um, and if we can identify that and accept, okay, we made a little bit of a mistake here. Let's correct it. Let's, let's figure out now how we could minimize our losses. I mean, that is a win. When you do that, that is a win. If you sit back and say, oh, geez, I just need to dump this card and get rid of it, or you're mad about it, or you're hating, you know, you're, what do they call, not sell-hating or hate-selling or whatever it is because you, you got mad that, no, don't do that. Kid, relax. Relax. We all make mistakes. And, and it's how we react to them is, you know, what helps us in this hobby, what helps us get further in it, make better decisions down the road. You know, I talked about, you know, stale cards and sluggish cards um, more than I talked about big profit cards. And if you go back, this is episode 94. And if you go back all these episodes, I've talked about some wins, but I've talked about probably more losses and, and losses, not like, oh, I got crushed, but okay, I learned some lessons and the lessons I've learned. And I say lessons learned. That's what I bring to you on the podcast. I've made mistakes. I know I've made mistakes, but I'm willing to talk about it. I'm willing to put it out there. You know, some people will hear what I have to say and they may still make the same mistake. I did. I listen to people say, oh, I made this mistake because I did this. And I looked at it and I said, it, but it doesn't, it doesn't look like it should be a mistake. It should look like it could be a win. Let me give it a try. And I did it and I made a mistake and I'm like, oh, okay. So it is, you know, but I learned from it and I think we all need to learn, you know, some lessons along the way. Um, I tell people all the time, look, if you're able to buy lots of cards at 60% comps all day long, do it, go out and buy it. I would all day long. I would buy those cards. 
but I don't. I don't. I don't have those opportunities. They don't come to me. Um, I know people in the hobby that tell me these these deals come to them weekly. I'm getting all these deals, you know, 60%, 65%, 70%. I bought this big lot here. These cards were free. This, I mean, I wish they came my way because I would buy them, but those those deals don't come my way. So what's next? You know, I think, and I should say they never, I think maybe twice I could count that I got a deal like that where I bought a lot of cards um, and I was able to turn those cards and, you know, make some decent money. But for the most part, they don't come to me. Those, those deals come to me. People want 80, 85%, 90%. So I have to pick and choose what, what I think, you know, is, is worth it for me. But I don't get these great 60% deals, 60% of comps. So what's next, you know, and really what's become more of my lane, what I do. And it's really just trying to time the market timing the market, knowing what's going to be hot four, five, six months from now, uh, making educated decisions and hoping for the best because it's, it's, it's still risky, but it's high reward too. Um, we're not going to hit a home run on every single one. You're, you're not going to, you know, say, Oh, I think this, 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 and that, well, probably maybe this and the, that part, but all those in the middle, Maybe not, but at least we're taking we're taking a chance, right? We're we're taking a little bit of a risk, and the more we do it, the more it's and the more educated these these decisions are, right? And that's the key to be more educated. Uh, you know, when when we're first starting out and we're doing this, we're buying more. I think on emotion, we're buying more on we all have a team. I'll give you a, for instance, I, I'm a, I'm a chiefs fan, right? So I, I would buy chiefs cards. I would get into breaks for the chiefs and I'd have all these chiefs cards and you could tell, cause you would come up. I think they're great because I'm a chiefs fan, but you know, people probably only wanted Patrick Mahomes, right? They didn't want all the other chiefs players that I had on there, you know, maybe Travis Kelsey, um, you know, but Clyde had Edwards, Hilaire, all these other cards. People are like, no, I don't want those. Right. But because I was a Chiefs fan. So so sometimes I was, you know, buying or getting cards that I probably shouldn't have more because I was buying on my own emotion. Right. So so there's low reward on that. It's risky and there's low reward. So if we just take that out of the mix. Right. And we look at more high reward. And I'll give you a for instance, you know in January and February, I talked about buying Desmond Ritter cards because I felt he had the highest ceiling of all the 2022 quarterbacks, right? So it's buying up those cards. I was buying up RPAs. I was getting these cards at $40, $50. I was getting these cards, you know, on eBay, on Facebook. I mean, people were just trying to dump these cards. They were trying to get whatever they could for them. You know, here we are June 1st and he's all the rage now. You know, you can't open up Facebook and people not ask like, oh, I'm looking for Desmond Ritter cards. Who's got Ritter, Desmond Ritter cards? You know, I just saw um, a video on Instagram, Roth, uh, Roth cards video selling Jeff Wilson, a $23,000 Desmond Ritter card, um, $23,000 card. Uh, I've watched the comps on him triple on eBay. Um, so I felt, you know. I probably made a good move. It was an educated decision, 
right? Because what did I say the, the previous year, this time last year? Who was I jumped, jumping on last year? I was doing this with Mac Jones. I started with Mac Jones January and February. And I was right on Mac Jones. I was right on Mac Jones. But my failure, the failure I had to learn from with Mac Jones was that I didn't move the cards. I was still holding all those cards in October when they plummeted and they never came back. Their values never came back. Now it's possible some of those cards I still have that, you know, coming into this season, it would take him to play well this year, October, November, for those cards to come back. But now I've sat on these cards for a whole year, which in any business, sitting on inventory for a whole year is probably not, you know, a, a good decision. So um, learning from my mistakes, um, you can bet that all my Desmond Ritter cards you know, if they're not all sold by the last day of the national, uh, it, they'll be sold in August before the first kickoff of the season from the NFL. I will sell those cards. Uh, I will not take a chance of, you know, getting buried on those cards again. One of the other things I'm looking at uh, is, is the Women's World Cup is this July. And you've heard me talking that I've been buying a lot of uh, U.S. Uh, national women's team cards, soccer cards, uh, buying mostly all raw cards and sending them off to grading. PSA, PSA has got a great deal right now, right? They, you know, the new, I think it ended, ends on the 31st, the new faces, uh, you know, we're all, all, you know, $16 a card and some other ones I had sent in were, were $17 a card. So they, you know, they've had deals over the months that I've sent in probably have, you know, 70, 60, 70 of those cards that will all be graded. And, you know, I'll just put them all out there come July and hope for the best on them. I, you know what? On those cards, it was, you know, very low risk, but high potential, right? Because the cards really didn't sell that much. Who was really buying women's soccer cards in December and January, February? Nobody was. People were happy to, to, to sell them to me at a huge discount. So, I'm happy to grade them and, you know, hope for the best come July. Who knows what's going to happen? I, I don't. I could be sitting on all of them. Nobody could want to buy them. People could be like, I'm not buying these, you know, women's soccer cards. It, th that could happen. But I don't have a ton of money invested in it that it would really, really hurt me. Um, and I know, and I talked last week about putting stuff on eBay and getting more eyes on them and things like that. So if they don't, if they're not selling at shows, I'll get them on eBay. I'm sure there'll be somebody who'll be interested in buying them at, at, at some price, right? Uh, you know, and, and looking forward to timing the market come July, uh, August, uh, you know, I hope at this point, my plan is to be buying hockey and basketball and hopefully buying them with the profits from football and women's soccer, right? Just trying to time the market, try to be four or five, six months ahead, because I think that's going to be my lane. If I could find bulk deals, like I said before, at, at cheap comps, I'd be all over it. I'd be buying them all day long. Anybody in the hobby would be, um, but I can't. I can't get those deals. Those deals aren't coming my way. So I'm choosing to buy cards at current comps and selling them down the road at current comps for a profit, more than what I paid for them. Uh, there it is. That's my business plan. 
you know, buy when everyone is selling and sell when everyone is buying. It's boring, but it works, right? Um, and I've always had my side projects uh, going, testing the market with things. And, you know, if you've been here long enough, you hear what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. I've got the music cards. I've got the pop century cards. I have tennis cards, um, just anything that I think is cool. You know, the, the pop culture cards, the, you know, I, I just think they're really, really cool. And I know people enjoy them because when I'm putting them in a case and they're coming up and they're like, oh my God, oh my, you know, and they see the cars. Now I haven't really sold a lot. It was Fenway show. I sold a bunch. So I was excited. I don't know if that's the beginning of something better. Um, or if it's just, just in a more, uh, regional thing, wherever I'm setting up, but I'm, I'm hoping to take a bunch of these out to the national and I'm, I'm hoping I can find people out there, like-minded people that love these cards and they, you know, that, that I'll move these cards out there. I'm going to find out. I, you know, it's another way of me testing the market of, of figuring out what works and doesn't work. Um, but that's who I am always, always trying to be just one, two steps ahead always looking forward, always just trying to figure out, you know, where I could just get a little bit of an edge, right? Always listening. I'm always, I, I, I consume a ton of content and I listen to people always talk about, oh, this is going to be huge. That's going to be huge. And I take all that with a grain of salt, right? I like, I, I, I listen to what they say and I really think about it. And I think to myself, why, why would it be huge? What, what would change that would make that right? So something like you know, the world cup for women's soccer, that, that makes sense, right? Because all eyes, I mean, women can really compete at the world cup. So all eyes are going to be on that come this summer and, and soccer really, you know, is, is a worldwide sport where, you know, we're, we're here dealing with football, which is just here in the United States, right? When you get to soccer, I mean, it's a worldwide sport. So there's a lot more eyes, uh, on that sport. So again, hoping for the best, on something like that. Uh, you know, it's not sexy, but it works. It works for me and I'm having fun doing it. And that's the key. That's the important thing. Not only am I, am I having fun, I'm making friends and, and just really love being a part of this hobby. Uh, find out what makes your hobby experience great you know, and let it work for you. What you find in this hobby that you really like, that most attracts you to the hobby, figure that out and then let that work for you. Because if you really start putting the time into the hobby, you're, you're going to realize that, you know, you're working for, for less than pennies, right? Less than a penny because of all the time you put in, but it doesn't feel that way because it's for the love of the hobby. Uh, and like I said last week, there's no shortcuts, no shortcuts in the hobby, but be sure to enjoy the ride. That's all I have for you this week. I will be back Monday. Um, I am doing a show this weekend. A little show popped up. Uh, the um, Shoreline Cards uh, here in Connecticut has a show in Brantford. Uh, Sunday, uh, I picked up a table, so I will set up there. So if you were around, you're in Connecticut, you want to hit a show on Sunday, uh, come by and say hello. I will be there. 
I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.